welcome back here at Feeling Terrific. Today I have a very special guest with me because I hired him into service now and I'm very happy that he's still smiling. So I didn't uh, do something wrong here, but uh, later uh, on more to that, I think. So I have with me uh, Thorsten, um, Thorsten Medding. So Thorsten, if you allow me, I will make a short intro about you. But uh, the first question is obviously um, to you so that you can tell us who you are. But maybe to make it short, um, you are yeah digital transformation advisor um, at ServiceNow. But what it what this is all about, and also who are you? Please enlighten us. Over to you. Yeah, hi, thank you, Christian. Thank you for being here. Very happy um, to be part of that podcast. Um, I will keep it simple. Who am I? I'm just a normal guy working for ServiceNow, helping our customers to be. Um, yeah, to have the best solutions, uh, helping us to push our platform to our customers and um, looking forward for the interview today. Great. And you missed a very important part, Thorsten. Who are you on a personal side? On a personal side, again, a normal guy <laughs> trying to strive and survive. Yeah, thinking, I, I think uh, I'm the guy who, like everyone, right? Searching, really strive, survive for that life, really trying to uh, keep up to speed with all the things, trying to grow. Um, so from a personal point of view, I love to, to um, enjoy my life, trying to visit a lot of countries, trying to get to know a lot of cultures. And on the same time, trying to, um, yeah, enjoy my time with uh, a lot of interesting pieces. Um, maybe one thing uh, what not many people know about me, I, I love to play computer games. Um, Which one? Quite a lot. Which is your favorite? I spend a lot of time. GTA. GTA is normally my favorite one. And uh, whenever a new GTA comes out, you won't see me for hours. So... <laughs> So the favorite country um, is then also the US or what is your favorite country? Um, it's actually an interesting question because when I was younger, it was definitely US. I always wanted to be in the US. In the meanwhile, where I got to know so many cultures, there is no favorite anyone. I can tell you what is the next one on my bucket list is Japan. I want to go to Japan as on my bucket list. I want to see something completely different. Right, which uh, I haven't seen yet. And I think you got a little bit of a culture shock. You cannot read anything anymore. Uh, you cannot really understand the culture from the beginning. So I will be a little bit lost. And I love those kind of things in new cultures. Isn't it always great to be challenged and to grow and get a different mind? So... Uh... <laughs> It's always nice to have an open mindset, right? And to be open to walk through this world with open eyes and really see uh, what others have to offer you and what others really show you because you, yeah, you can grow, you can learn from others the most, I think. Yeah. Maybe let us uh, add on it and uh, tell the audience uh, what we will talk about today. Obviously, there is quite a wide range of topics, but uh, among them and what is quite uh, interesting as it is, I would say, quite unusual to go from a management position to an individual contributor one. So um, this might not be your, uh, not the end uh, for you from a yeah, career perspective, but what does career mean, right? So Maybe let's dive uh, um, straight into it. And um, before we are going into this one, you also worked uh, in Asia, if I'm not mistaken. Correct me if I'm wrong, right? Um, 
why did you work in Asia and how did this experience shape you as a person, basically? So actually, I would need to start a little bit earlier because it didn't start in Asia, right? So I actually, when I was uh, younger, I told you just right now, I always wanted to go abroad. I always wanted to go to the US. Yeah, that's cool. That's nice. And then when I was 25, I had the, the opportunity to move to Czech Republic, to Prague. And um, as you can imagine, so I packed my stuff uh, with some areas, went over by car, uh, had all my belongings with me. And um, it was supposed to be one year. In the end, it was 10 years I stayed there in, in Prague. And I, I really had there the chance to work in an international environment, to really see more and more in the world. I started then 2015, 2016 as well with a lot of uh, business trips around the world. And I had to go to Asia. I had to go to Costa Rica. And whenever I went to, to, to Asia, Kuala Lumpur, right? This is where, where I was staying. I came back pumped. I had so much inspiration, so much energy in me. I really felt good. So I went to my boss one day and said, hey, wouldn't it be nice that I stay a little bit longer in Asia? And over time, there was an opportunity to say, hey, um, do you want to lead the service desk over there? And I said, yeah, sure. Let me uh, let me try. Let me do it. And um, then I packed my stuff again. Uh, I had three bags and I went to Asia for two years. Unfortunately, um, COVID was striking. So um, I couldn't really have that. Um, Asian feeling and exposure as I would have, but I love the culture, I love the food in Asia. And the way how it shaped me, I would say it's mainly, it humbled me quite a lot because sometimes, you know, especially here in Europe, we have the, the feeling it's, well, we are, we know everything, we, we do everything, we do everything the best. And then, uh, no, it's not the case. Try really to listen to other cultures, see how they do things, see how they approach things. And if I wouldn't have done that, I would have been lost because all my business customers, they were also Asian, right? And if I would try my Western approach, so to speak, it wouldn't have worked. So I really had to observe. I really had to understand different uh, cultures and I really have to understand the people over there. I would say in some cases it worked pretty well. In other cases, I for sure failed as well. Uh, but I really appreciated my time there and um, to get to know really the culture that people opened their living rooms for me, right? Invited me for, for their uh, private dinners. And it was really a nice time, even through COVID. Yeah. No, I, I'm really curious, you know, um, I mean, do you just mention it? So you were invited, for example, into living rooms, right? So obviously a different kind of approach, a different culture, right? How or what did you took away from it with you, what you implemented then here as well, when you came back and working here again? Um, I think one of the main things was listening, active listening, because you have much, much more introverts living in, in Asia, um, especially when you are from a foreign country, they are very hierarchical and um, whatever the boss says is that what counts uh, very often is logic or not logic. So you really have to, to listen. You really have to understand more than you would do in Europe because otherwise you wouldn't get those nuances, right? You wouldn't understand if someone is feeling not happy, if someone is not really 
um, okay with that, what you just said, if, or sometimes even if it makes sense, what you just said, right? So really try to active listen as listening, getting active feedback from people, really asking for feedback, having a conversation longer, having, giving people the feeling to, to be able to speak up, right? Um, that was something I really had to learn. And, um, it, it really helped me that mostly very, very smart people are the silent ones in the room. And you have to see who are the silent one and give them the, the stage because they have really smart things to say very often. <laughs> yeah, no, I really love this. Um, yeah. Um, empathy piece, I would also say, right. And, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think, to summarize it kind of what you just said is also having the ability to stay grounded and uh, having this as a basis then um yeah moving uh, forward right regarding the culture the the openness uh, providing a framework where the others uh, feel safe and um, want to speak up right so i think having this ability besides uh, or yeah besides you might be a leader or not um, it doesn't matter but providing this is is a really great thing I mean, I um, had the chance really, that was maybe a little story what happened there throughout COVID, right? Where it didn't hit me as much as maybe other people. You know, when you're in an environment and you've got the local news there that um, through COVID, there was a lot of people who who was working in the hotel industry, taxi drivers, very based on tourism, right? And more or less, they all got fired. And there was um, then an, an initiative that were called the White Flag so people who didn't even have food anymore, they hanged out white flags on their um, apartments, right? And then when I was looking at German news, where um, they're all mean, right? Um, people felt a little bit, oh, we have problems here, we have problems there. It really grounded you because you were in an environment where people even didn't have food anymore, right? And you were uh, sitting in a beautiful, nice building, ordering nice food, watching a nice movie. So I felt pretty well, even... COVID was around and I couldn't do whatever I do. So that grounds you very quick to reality where things are happening. Right. Yeah. Would you say that this experience also did have an impact on your leadership style or on your thinking regarding leadership per se? Yes, because when you have, when you have people in your teams who are um not in the same culture as you and you feel in a certain way shocked and helpless because you can't do anything really except being empath empathetic empathetic and sympathetic no being showing empathy and um really making sure that you you try to help wherever you can right Throughout COVID, we had a lot of people, uh, mainly women, because uh, Kuala Lumpur is a Muslim country, right, who needed to uh, take care of a full-time job, needed to take care about their husbands, because apparently they couldn't cook their own food, and the kids were around, right? And then you had um, young mothers on the phone telling you how overwhelming everything is. And then you cannot come around and tell them, oh, by the way, your KPI is not pretty well, right? So you somehow need to try different um, methods to rather help and support than to make your typical standard leadership style. Hey, we need to do that. We need to do that. It's getting much, much more deeper into people's life. And I th I'm happy that I'm happy in a... In, in, 
and so in some brackets because I would, I, I'm happy that I could lead people through that tough times and um, could help several people to get through those times. And sometimes in those times as a leader, you have to close your eyes and get through it, right? Rather than always showing the, the business is first place. No, your people are the first place, right? Yeah. And at least in my experience, when people are being treated as the first place, the business will come out kind of automatically. So That's it's correct, not the yeah. best uh, choice to invest in people <laughs> and their health and so on. Yeah. Maybe let's go to, to a different topic, um, Thorsten, um, to intrinsic motivation. So what I understood when you talked in, in the beginning about uh, going abroad, right, and getting new experiences and so on, I would say intrinsic motivation was kind of a part, right, or played a, a big part. Can you tell us what does mean intrinsic motivation to you? Um, I think when you are able as a human being to found, find out what, what really motivates you, what really drives you, right, um, it's much, much easier. I would say I will, I've not found my 200% because it's also sometimes changing, but it's curiosity. It's in a certain way I like responsibility to take over the lead. And if I get opportunities like that, and if I'm seeing... Um, even doing things like that, so going abroad, um, play a vital role to changing organizations, um, changing people's life. It's sometimes much, much more better to help even other people to grow. It's a, it's a really nice thing. But then it's always changing left and right a little bit. So I think you have to go with the flow, what, what suits you, what feels right in the right moment. And where do you want to grow in, right? And what do you want to do next? And um, sometimes it's short projects which make you um, feel satisfied. Sometimes it's a longer term assignment you have which feels you satisfied and where you can uh, show your capabilities and um, really show that you have an influence to people, right? And to an influence around you. And that makes me a lot of pleasure to do such things and um, I'm happy that I can show those capabilities wherever I am so far. Yeah. Maybe let's add um, a different um, yeah, topic or, or perspective uh, to, to this, um, what we just talked about. Right. So, uh, I mean, I can, I think I can say it. So we were having lunch today and uh, we talked about um, attitude and then you told me that so that you read the questions and attitude is something special for you. Maybe you can enlighten us. What do you mean by that? I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it something special, but I, I think, you know, when, when I hear the word attitude, I'm kind of, I feel directly in a, in a negative way because uh, you say sometimes, oh, that person brings an attitude to that meeting or that person brings uh, an attitude here and there. So I'm, I'm, I'm trying to avoid uh, words like that and rather trying. It's, it's a mindset you bring on the table, right? It's a, it's a certain way how you're thinking about stuff. And um, maybe you ask the rest of the question. I think attitude suits there in, in the end. But again, it's, it's, the, it's the mindset you, you, you bring onto the table rather than bringing an attitude to something, right? Um, because I believe attitude doesn't bring you further. Yeah, no, the, um, that's really interesting because um, usually when when I ask this question, right, the answer obviously depends on the experience from the other person in regards to this word, 
required. Yeah. So maybe let me change it then. So what, what role does the mindset play in dealing with prejudices? Um, yeah, I, I think it's, it's, it's really clear that uh, we need to change very often the way how we think about certain biases today, right? Um, I was really, really lucky to be able to be that open to have to match so many different cultures, so many different areas. People couldn't speak English. It doesn't still matter that I don't do a good job in certain areas, right? Um, actually, the funny way is I, I just caught myself the other day. I was in one of our offices in, in Frankfurt and I was seeing a guy coming with short trousers to work. And I catched myself in that thing. Oh, he couldn't be a professional because he wears short trousers to work. What the hell? Right. And I catched myself with that thought and I said, one moment, what really does it change? The guy didn't change at all. Right. He got probably hired because he's a professional person. His customer even don't see him because he's only on camera today and he's, you don't see anything if he wears that or not. It's just me who thought that right now, right? And uh, it's, I think every day we need to keep thinking of, am I biased here? Am I really having that kind of, uh, yeah, judgment in a certain way about the person? Is it the right one? Is it the wrong one? And, um, but we also shouldn't be afraid sometimes to admit it, that we have a bias because we got all raised in certain societies. We got all raised with certain backgrounds, right? And, um, sometimes what I don't like, what, what happens that when someone has a bias, we directly say, oh my God, what a, what a horrible person. No, understand that person as well. Right. And I think just reflect, give feedback and, um, I think I'm a good along together, all together, living on that planet works quite well. Uh, but be always open. That's the one thing. Listen, be open, get the feedback and, uh, and don't, don't put it away and, and say, ah, nah, you think wrong about it. No, that person might have a point, right? Think about it really. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm totally with you. Take it, uh, self-reflect, uh, being self-aware. I think this is a very good point. Um, Maybe coming to, to, yeah, um, I see management, um, I see maybe you know, maybe let's start differently. When and how did you start your professional career? It started all 2015. Um, I was working pretty much, um, all my life to be a project manager. That was my, my dream role, um, after my, my studies. So like, yeah, I want to be one day a project manager. So one day I got it and I was Congrats. really, uh, yeah, thank you. I was really happy about <laughs> it. And then my, my boss came around and said, Hey, don't you want to, to lead a team? And I said, no, 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 I don't want that. I'm a project manager. That's always what I wanted. And somehow he worked on me and with me, uh, another year, uh, and, um, uh, in the end, I, I said yes, because I think it was an opportunity um, which brings me forward, which brings me to the next thing. It made sense. It felt good. And, um, and um, yeah, I took the opportunity. Um, I actually did not make a typical career going from uh, an individual contributor to a team lead to a manager. I really started through and directly actually managed team leads. Um, 
and it was quite alright. But it, I enjoyed I enjoyed it really much. It was a was a good good decision I did. Yeah. So maybe so I'm wondering, you know, how was it looking like when he worked on you and with you for one year, and how when you just talked about um, it did make sense. What do you mean by that? Do you feel it? Is it a, a, a light which comes up, or? So I think it's it's a lot of dialogues, right? You 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 really start to ask more questions. You really think, start to think about what it would be. Um, I mean, you start your imagination, right? Um, you start what's the the advantages, the disadvantages. You speak with a lot of people, and more and more you you do that the clearer the picture gets. And at a certain moment, you see, um, yeah, let's say the light, as you just mentioned it, right? And you, you just have this, I don't know, I would call it even a gut feeling to say, yeah, that's it. Let, let's do it now, right? It's also need to be the right moment, right? And, and you also need to have a certain confidence because sometimes as well, people get into roles and you know that they fail, Right. And if you have someone next to you, if you have a mentor, if you have someone who really takes care about you as well, and I was really lucky to have that person, you get this confidence. Hey, you, you do something which is the right step at the right time. And that person didn't let, doesn't let you, um, um, go through the loops, but he really makes sure that you get into, into that role and get quite mature and confident in that. Yeah. How how were you per perceived by the team leads you were yeah, managing right away? I mean, as you mentioned, it's quite unusual that you move from an individual contributor role to a manager role. And then, yeah, mm. it's kind of a, a second line role, isn't it? How were you perceived? So I think if you, if you would ask my team leads, they were up and down for sure uh, to that time. Um, It's also a learning process, right? You are not, you're not there the first day. You have to um, look after areas which certain, certain biases come towards you, right? In certain ways, I was younger than some of the people. Um, other people were much, much more hands-on to that time than I am, right? Um, so I think what really saved me in the end is I knew my business very well. I really understood how um, customer service works in, a, in an IT area, right, service desk. I knew how um, what, what was needed. I knew how to, to come there. And I had a strong support throughout the organization. And that really helped me to, to, to change that mindset to change the um the, the way of uh per perceiving stuff and in the end it was quite I, i would say quite successful so i i really liked the way then in the end how it worked out mm. but it's a journey it's a journey it's not you're there one day and everything is good right yeah trust no, is I... a key word here <laughs> Um, I believe um, that um, the trust was not there from the beginning, right? Mm. So you earned it through your yeah, competency in the areas you just mentioned. I also believe, correct me if I'm wrong, that the whole journey you, you talked about like that was also quite 
when you talk about journey and learning, I assume there's also a mental roller coaster. Do you agree? Though how I was had it times where, yes, I had times where I want to give up. That's for sure. And how did right. you overcome them? Um, when you're down, I think you need to to really start thinking about it, self-reflect about it. So if you got feedback which really hits your heart and really puts you down to a certain way, you you really need to start thinking about it because there's a reason for why you got that feedback, right? Don't react directly. Start really to look in other people as well. Do they see similar things? Ask questions around and start then to, yeah, to work. It's, it's a self way how you process it a week, two weeks. It's in, in you. And at a certain moment, you need to get up. Yeah, right. You need to stand up. It doesn't help. You really need to, to move forward. So take it really as a learning and um, try to see what you want to do better. And it's similar with change process, right? That's that's more like a process we all know, but it's an inner change process for you, right? It's first the denial phase you went through. No, what this guy said, it, it cannot be right. But then it comes to acceptance. Then it comes to let me participate it and you get stronger out of it, right? But it's a process. And um, depending how tough the feedback was, um, or the roller coaster and how deep you there, the, the longer it might take you. Yeah. Can you give us an example of the yeah, tenure of the toughest feedback you did get? How long did it take you? But also maybe th how did you come out of it stronger? Mm -hmm. So I think the, the, the longest I mean, it was it was really two weeks um, where people did not understand what I want and what I what I what I meant by certain things and how I wanted to steer the organization. Um, and there wasn't there was actually anonymous feedback given. Um, the, the, the company I worked, they did several times some employee opinion survey, right? And based on this employee opinion survey, there was then further interview questions by uh, an anonymous moderator who went around. And the feedback I got there was was pretty tough coming back to me. And um, it really took me a while to, to read it. And I think without people, conversations, and looking at things from different angle, right? Um, speaking with opposites of, of who you are, Right, speaking with people who think totally different than you are speaking with them, trying to reiterate, hey, what have you done? How do you see things? How do you see me here, there? Right, Keep speaking to peers, speaking to managers. And that sometimes gives you the area. But then also you need to think, hey, you got in this position for a reason. Not just because... You were there, so there was no one else. No, someone trusted in you and someone you showed you have those capabilities. So take those little strings and then put them back together and, and stand up again. And um, really, as we just mentioned, learn from your feedback. I, I love feedback. I, I live with feedback, right? I like to give feedback, but I also like that people give me feedback because I, I just can learn from it. 
And sometimes it hurts, and sometimes uh, uh, it's okay, and it's uh, it's good that we have it. Yeah, no, I really like what you just said, and also when it comes to um, yeah, maybe let, let maybe let me um, add also a perspective from my side because it adds quite well on what you just said. So basically, um, I mean, you are also at service now. You you know what I mean when I say it's also mentally roller coaster at service now. Um, in a positive way <laughs> and uh, i had uh, my down a few few weeks or months ago right um, mm. and it was longer than two weeks and um, what also helped me was uh, when someone told me you were hired for a reason and basically it's quite a simple sentence right but yeah. um, when it meant with the genuine then it really can shape the world and I'm glad that it did for me, and I'm glad that I yeah got out of it. Um, so uh, this is a really really powerful powerful message. Yeah, I agree. Um, definitely, it's again there are people who trust in you. If it you will feel the signs, or you will see the signs if people really start thinking about your competencies, and if people don't see you in a certain role anymore you will feel that much, much stronger than getting feedback because feedback is something we should appreciate, right? Feedback is actually something people like you, they want you to grow. And so that's why they give you feedback, right? That you get better. And yeah, but honesty can be sometimes very brutal. I agree with that. Yeah, no, but we are glad that we, we get it. I'm totally with you here. Um, another thing, so uh, obviously not just the roles from you changed, right? So from an individual contributor to a management and then again to an individual contributor one, but also the titles. But what do you think about titles? Um, you introduced me with the title of a Digital Transformation Advisor. That's not my internal title. That's my LinkedIn title. Um, my internal title is um, advisory solution consultant. Yeah, um, I think it's advisory. Yeah, it's advisory. Um, I, uh, you know, if if you see my role before, I have on LinkedIn head of service desk uh, Asia. My my actually role or title was a director role, right? But you you're not putting every little thing in there. I think it's important that people get a sense of who you are in certain areas. So you need to find something what describes you uh, best in that moment. Um, it can be internally, externally, sometimes differently. Um, a title in the end, the only thing what it can give you here and there, if other people look at it, it gives you a certain respect. That's the only thing. Um, it's very interesting. I had a, um, a funny conversation. I was a, a service desk leader and we had an escalation. And um, it was someone in Germany who escalated uh, some tickets uh, where they were not happy about, right? And I, I called the guy up and I, did, I just said my name. Um, I spoke in German for sure. and um, But I, I just said, I am I'm Thorsten from the service desk. And I asked certain questions and you could really hear through the phone how this guy looked me up. And the moment he saw who I am from a title point of view, he changed his way of talking to me. And I'm like, you little, ah, 
yeah it's 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 very interesting how people uh, still look at that i think in a modern world they don't count anyone everyone can be ceo of that little startup these days right so it's it's more what you bring on the table than a certain title yeah so um at at service now you are an ic again right mm -hmm. maybe if you can provide us the perspective or the thought process why it did make sense to you to take this individual contributor one at ServiceNow. So I was at a point of my career where I thought I'm done with Service Desk. It's I've done this job over 17 years in all kind of roles you can imagine from a service desk agent picking up the phone how can i help you to leading an organization of a service desk with 150 people right um in between project management for service desk reporting for service desk everything around it so i came to this point is done now and we spoke with at lunch about this as well in a certain way right for me a career is not always a career path you're not walking a line. Sometimes you have to say, oh, I'm going left and right, and that's it, right? And then you're moving and moving in the best way, always up, right? Always up to the next level and so on. But if you're thinking about it rather, again, as a, as a picture, as a mosaic, right? Um, I'm not sure there's those games sometimes, those game shows where they have a, a mosaic, which is really blurry and it got sharper and sharper and sharper. And this is more or less how I see my career, right? And you try always to put little skills little capabilities to it and i always had the the kind of, of want in me to do something sales related and there was this call i got the opportunity right um, we had several conversations when you hired me right and um, i was really happy that i didn't need to start somewhere in an area of from zero but i could uh, more or less go in at a point where it made sense for me. And here I'm adding another piece, another capability. I'm learning every day uh, in a certain way today. And sometimes you need to get your ego out of the way when once you're a leader, doesn't mean you're always your life a leader, right? And you can be a leader not only by hierarchy, right? It's, you can be a leader also by, by just an individual contributor, right? leading through project, leading your team, leading your environment with the, with the, so um, it just, again, felt right at the right moment. It's something I wanted to do. It fitted to that time in my mosaic. It was the next piece I want to put in there and uh, put me into a broader skill set to build, right? How long did it take you to make the decision? Were there any fears? How did you overcome them? How was it for you? I mean, going from a kind of known environment into a total kind of total new, totally new one. How was that? I knew ServiceNow quite well. I know ServiceNow since 2011, right? I was a customer of ServiceNow. <laughs> so I, I knew the company and to be fair, it took me five minutes. Um, there was this one sentence who one of my colleagues today said to me, who also referred me, Ryan, and he said more or less, could you imagine to do something completely else? 
And there was a moment I said, yes, for sure I can. So why not? And that was more or less the decision made. It came a little bit rational left and right after it, right? But from an emotional point of view, that was the decision. And then you just checked, uh, yeah, what, 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 is this, what is really happening? What is really? And it all made then checkbox, checkbox, checkbox. And then it was done, right? So, but the, the thing was really that one question. And yes, sure, I can imagine. Why not? Let's do it. <laughs> And you're still smiling. That's also a good sign. I'm still happy. <laughs> I didn't regret the decision. I have to also admit, I'm I'm in a in a position, uh, Christian, where uh, I don't have family. Uh, not uh, bound in, in a certain location. And I can take that that steps. Maybe if I would have uh, a partner, a family, a wife. Uh, It would be harder for me to do make that such decision because you're not only responsible for yourself very often, right? And you need to make uh, decisions much, much more um, strategic. Um, but I always learned, even if I don't like something, you can change it, right? Uh, no decision is made forever. Um, there are things you can change. So it's also a little bit easier for me sometimes than for other people. Mm -hmm. Are you challenged in your current role? Sure. Um, it's a completely new thing I'm learning, right? I'm, I'm having quite good business knowledge how operations work. I have no clue how sales works. Um, I have, in the meanwhile, after a year, uh, a good idea how pre-sales works. But every day there's something new uh, where I got back and said, ah, I wish I would have known that before. <laughs> So, did you expect yes. that? Yes, I did. I did. And I think I, uh, if you would speak to my, my leader, uh, I speak very often about, I want to learn more about how this whole sales piece works. And uh, I'm so happy that I can be part of it and that I really get involved into that things as well. And um, it's, it's interesting because What, what we do as, as society or as human beings, we always need to put a framework around it, right? You have the IT environment. So the framework is ITIL next to it. You have sales. So you need to put another framework around it, right? Uh, we have uh, um, the sales now. Oh my God, now I forgot that one. Um, sales now, is it sales now? It's sales now. So another framework. So you need to continue learning those pieces, right? So it keeps you to give you, help you a little bit of a, of a way forward, but you also, it's not only you have to learn it, but you also have to adapt it and use it. And that's experience, which comes over time, right? Um, and, and I'm happy that I, I can really move into those directions and learn every day new stuff. Would you say that your management history helps you to deliver or to grow? In your current role? Yes, because it's easier to deal with uh, with your team, with your peers, um, because you know how certain things work different, right? You you look from it from a leadership angle as well. Um, you prepare differently for conversations because you've done tough conversations before, you have uh, good conversations before. Um, you yeah 
yeah, the the way how you you look at things start to change in general, because you're not only looking from this one angle of work to it, right? What we used mainly as an individual contributor. Anything else, it wasn't that big for you. You always looked at this one piece you were working on, and when you're once a leader. You start from all angles on it. What does it mean from a money point of view? What does it mean from a people point of view? What does it mean from a business delivery point of view, right? And you always have those three angles in your head and everything you, you're looking at is those three angles. And especially in a pre-sales role, right? When, you, when you're talking to your customer, oh, okay, so what does it mean for his people? What does it mean for his budget? What does it mean for his business delivery? So those kind of thinking helps you a little bit because you know kind of know how the people think you want to sell your product to, right? Yeah. I'm wondering, how did you think about win as a team during your management role or management history? And did it change through your individual contribute experience now? Um. It was easier as a manager sometimes to say win as a team and as a, as a leader, right? Because you were defining what it means. You were setting the scene, you were setting the environment. So it was a little bit more, um, yeah, controlled is maybe the right word, right? Because you had it in your hands. You were the one responsible for it. You needed to make sure it happens. Um, as an I see, I sometimes feel lost because you you cannot set it anymore as much, right? It doesn't um, it doesn't mean that you are not responsible for it or that you are not uh, cannot influence. You can, right? Especially in service now, it's very open. It's a very open culture. Nevertheless, is uh, it's not always your role anymore to do so. But there's someone else who wants to do that. And then it, you you cannot both set the scene for winning as a team or the, the, the environment set up, right? There can be only one in the end who's doing that. And uh, you just can play your role. So sometimes I felt helpless in certain moments where are scratched on something. So you had to let it go and say, no, it's, it's someone else's role this time. So I think, um, yeah, the last question uh, from my from my side uh, regarding our conversation today, um, I think everyone um, also has this question on their mind. Would you do this move or change again? Yes, I would do it again. Um, you know, there was one person in my whole network who were asking um, a strange question around it. How could you do that from a manager to a solution consultant? How how could you do that? There was one person. Everyone else looked at me as well, so got perceived that it is the right step. And for me, as I mentioned before, it really fitted into my picture. I always wanted to do something with sales in my life, but to change the career totally is also not an, an easy thing. So I was really happy about that area. and. Again, just because you are um, you're moving away to an IC and moving to a manager role and then back to an IC, it's not a failure. It's, it's just a, a different start, right? And then from there, you can move again up to an, a manager role if you want, right? 
um, if you have enough experience, if you have enough skills, and it will always help you throughout your career that you had make this, um, um, yeah, that, that you created that environment and capabilities for you, right? Yeah. No, just a different um, skill set, as you mentioned, which will be helpful for you in the future. Correct. <laughs> Perfect. No, but uh, one question I still have, um, and this is promise the last one. Um, <laughs> Self-awareness, self-reflection, mental health, recharging purpose. Passwort bingo or what? Sometimes it feels like that, um, but... I think all of them have um, a need. So I'm totally for self-reflection. I, I do it every day. I practice this every day, 10 minutes, thinking about what happened today. Um, I believe definitely into mental health. Um, these days, it's getting tougher and tougher out there. It's, uh, it's the other way around. You sometimes need to chill and relax uh, than thinking about your next growing opportunity. It's uh, very needed to come back to our headspace, right? Because um, it's faster, faster, faster. And we, we sometimes forget to think. And it's, it's needed that we take the time to think to do a good job. And purpose, it's a... Purpose is always bringing me to something um, very interesting, right? And it, it comes back to this one um, big area where in a management book was written one day um, a NASA boss came into the, the rocket ship hall and there was a um, was a guy who was cleaning the, uh, the hangar, right? And he asked him, so uh, what are you doing here? And he said, yeah, I'm helping to bring those spaceships uh, up into the air, right? Um, I think it's a myth, actually. Uh, I heard that as well in the meanwhile. Um, but I think we all want to help people these days. We all want to do this world a better place to be. And um, all the companies have purpose today. And sometimes you don't have to understand the purpose as long as you understand your purpose, why you are there. And when you understand your purpose for yourself, I think it takes you out sometimes of this just doing a job to, yeah, I like to do my job, right, what I'm doing. And I think it's it's not so much of um, bingo, business bingo. I think it helps. Just we need to have more good leaders who speak in a good way about it and not just making a checklist on it, right? I delivered the purpose. That's it. And done. And that's not very authentic. And that makes it sometimes feel a little bit phony. We are at the end of our conversation, Torsten. Um, thank you for sharing, especially also at the end, your thoughts on it, but also for the whole conversation and the whole different perspectives. Um, it was a great pleasure talking to you. And uh, maybe over to you for the last words. Yeah, I think my last words would go in a little bit of a direction. I mean, in the end, uh, you're a recruiter, right? And uh, it's it's a lot about careers. Um, I can just give everyone the advice from a career point of view. Don't get too much about it. Try to really look what feels best to you. 
Um, try not to get stuck. I think that is uh, an important piece, but also look left and right. It doesn't mean that when you go left and right that you're always being a failure and that what you do. So really try to keep um, keep up with it, be open-minded. And once one, one really nice guy I like a lot, um, who was my mentor for a long time in my career, um, said one thing is say yes to the opportunity and take the opportunity. And that is, I think I can advise everyone else as well. And we leave it by that. So thanks, Thorsten, and hope to see you soon again. Thank you. Have a nice one. Bye-bye.